0: You just sang about it, I'm sure each of us here today know it, but do we really practice it? Do we take all of those things to our Lord in prayer? Or do we like sitting around taking those pains and those toils upon ourselves, forfeiting our peace as we sang about this morning, all so that we can try to handle those problems ourselves when our God calls upon us today and says, communicate with me, come to me. Drop those pains, those toils, those fears at my feet so that I may hear them, so that I may be your friend in Christ. He's here with us today waiting for us to communicate with him for he has come to communicate with us. Do you think a lot about communication in your life? Communication shares a lot about who you are. It gives others a glimpse about your persona, person that God created you to be able to be. We communicate with each other in so many different ways. We communicate with each other through spoken word. We communicate with each other through written word. We communicate through the actions that we present in front of others. We communicate in all different ways. Some of us are more aggressive in our communication style. Some of us may be more passive, Still, others may be assertive in different ways, but it really does share exactly who we are. No matter what your style of communication is, I promise you this, that all of us can learn to communicate better. Employees with employers, employers with their employees, a husband to their wife, a wife to their husband, children to their parents, grandchildren to their grandparents, There's many different ways that we can grow in our communication. Even as a church, going out and sharing the love of Christ, the gospel that has been given unto us with the world, we can grow in our communication. What picture comes to mind when you hear that word, communication? Do you think maybe of a telephone? Maybe some of us do think about a written letter. Maybe some of us think about an email. What comes to mind What about what we sang about just now? Do we think about prayer in our communication? It's an easy one to skip over, an easy one to forget, but one that is so very important. A communication that we don't just have with one another, but a communication that we have with our Lord. A gift that has been given to us from God. A God who calls to us and wants to hear from us. He delights in our requests and our thanksgiving. He delights in our prayers. He even wants to hear our laments. He wants to hear our sorrows. He wants to hear about the forgiveness that we need from him. God cares about each of us and he promises to respond as we go to him in our prayer. In our times of corporate prayer as we did together this morning. In our times of individual prayer on our own. In our times of prayer With our families. In the book of Philippians, as Paul is writing to us, he sums up God's invitation to pray in a way that shows us how this is a gift of peace that we have with Him. Again, our lesson from today from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, tells us do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love that last phrase. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Our brains can't even figure it out this morning. We can't even come to mind with what that actually means, that God is giving us A peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what our Lord is giving to us today. You See, prayer doesn't have to be a series of fancy words all rotated together in the right way to be able to hear of a smooth phrase that flows off of our tongues. You see, prayer on its own is exciting. It's something that is heartfelt because it is this communication that we have with God. It's a piece of the relationship that we have with him. That's what this is, it's a relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father. A relationship that sometimes maybe we forget about. Maybe sometimes we even deny it without even recognizing it. But a relationship that God calls for all of us here today to be able to have with Him. Let's actually take a moment this morning to pause and think about prayer in that way, of communicating with a God who wants to be in relationship with us. We know what relationships are like with one another, but do we remember the relationship that we have with our Lord? Every week as we're going through our series of God Connects, we've been watching a different video from Pastor Greg Seltz that shares with us about the subject matter that we're looking into today. So today we're going to look at a video that talks to us about that subject of prayer and what it means to be in a relationship with God and communicating with Him at this time i draw your attention to the screens when
1: it comes to relationships one thing's very important communication you know it'd be pretty strange if a relationship involved one-sided conversation wouldn't it i mean can you imagine dating someone or being married to someone and having only one person do the talking it wouldn't be much of a relationship mutual communication is a way of showing love it displays intimacy You know, sharing thoughts and feelings, expressing hopes and dreams, asking for help and counsel, it really does deepen a relationship. What kind of person would you be if you asked a girl to be your girlfriend then never spoke with her? Or the only time you communicated with her was to ask her for some money a couple times a year? Don't tell my wife I even said that. Because you know why? It's not going to fly. But what about your relationship with God? You see, God is amazing. He loves you. He calls you His own. He gives you the gift of forgiveness of sins and eternal life. He is with you, always shaping your life, guiding you, teaching you, and harnessing your gifts and talents to make His difference in the world. Because of His love for you, God is in relationship with you. So, is there a way for you to be in touch with God, for you to communicate with Him in the relationship He established with you? The answer is yes, absolutely yes. The Bible calls that communication prayer. You see, prayer is a gift from God. Because of His love for you, God opens the door to allow you to communicate with Him in a personal and ongoing way. Psalm 50 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. God wants you to talk to Him. He craves a close relationship with you. You see, although he already knows all about you and everything you need, he wants to hear from you, your needs, your hopes, and all that you're thankful for. Jesus talked about how God's love for you is like a father who eagerly desires to give you good gifts. In the Bible, Jesus urged us to pray. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Remember those first feelings of falling in love? The deep desire to find out everything you could about that person? The motivation you felt to hang on their every word and and to know all that you could? Well, that's what God feels for you when you speak to Him in prayer. He really listens because He really cares about you. Sometimes people think that prayer is all about putting together strings of fancy words or saying the right phrases. They believe that in order to pray, they have to know the correct formulas and the proper sentences. Well, I remember a little girl giving me a great definition of prayer. She said that she talks to Jesus like a friend standing right next to her. That's prayer. It's talking to God, and He loves to hear from you. But you may be wondering, well, then how do I pray? Well, the Bible gives you some guidance. It says... Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. It's really that simple. Tell God your fears. Bring God your requests. Ask him your biggest questions. Thank him for his goodness and blessings. And be honest with him. Be honest with him about your failures. Ask to be forgiven. A great model for prayer was given by Jesus himself in what's called the Lord's Prayer. When Jesus' followers asked him to teach them to pray, he said to them, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is a perfect and simple model of prayer that that recognizes the relationship that you have with God in Jesus Christ that puts his will and desire for people's salvation first and that makes room for your daily needs. It also admits your need for forgiveness and for sharing that forgiveness with others, as well as acknowledging that you need protection from the devil during a spiritual battle that tempts you and tries to lead you astray. Now, the Lord's Prayer is a prayer that can guide you in your conversation with God. Of course, it's one thing to pray and to call out to God, but does God actually hear you? Does He answer your prayers? Psalm 17 King David gives reassuring news I call upon you for you will answer me O God see God hears and answers our prayers right away but it may not always seem like that sometimes he says yes and and brings blessing help and provision sometimes he says wait as his people trust in his timing and sometimes he says no as he moves forward in his wisdom and in his plan for your life but with every answer God provides peace when Paul talked about prayer he connected a promise to your prayers he said and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus talking with God and watching and listening for his answers will fill you with his peace that goes beyond your understanding so are you ready to start praying Talk to God, use this great gift, open up communication, listen to him by reading his word, and you'll see the peace that prayer brings.
0: What a refreshing concept of being able to gaze upon our God is that good, good father that we sang about this morning. It's who he is a God who calls us into His loving arms to grow deeper and deeper with Him, that He gives us such a special invitation to be able to hear from Him and from His Son. In fact, it is Jesus Himself that gives us that invitation and also that command in our text for today. Again, as a refresher from the book of Matthew, chapter seven, verses seven and eight, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and will. And you will find, knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks it will be open. It's through our hope, and through our faith, and through our trust in God that the Spirit enables and grows within us, that we are able to take trust inside of each one of these prayers, to be able to come to our God. And lay at his feet those needs that we talk about within the Lord's Prayer. To be able to take those prayers that we spoke together today. Of those who are in need of healing and comfort. Those who sit around you this morning and bring those petitions and those supplications unto God. To be able to go to him and ask for forgiveness that we may find refuge in our Savior. Today as we sit here We are a community together. We are God's church, called to be a joyful, caring, and loving church and school as we go out into the world. And sometimes we fail at being able to resemble that because we fail to remember to lift up one another in prayer. We fail and forget about lifting up our church, about lifting up our school, about lifting up each other. Again, so that we may be empowered to be able to go out. That we won't miss opportunities to share our Lord or to listen and hear from him. As a Christian community, it is not possible for us to live without prayer. It's a part of who we are. It would be like a chef who is trying to put together a uh, famous or fabulous meal but doesn't have the right ingredients or the pots and pans that he or she would need to be able to create that meal. It would be like a mechanic who is trying to fix an automobile but doesn't have the right parts or doesn't have the right tools to be able to make that happen. Or like Martin Luther declared for us, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than it is to be alive without breathing. It's who we are as individuals, as that Christian community, giving us the necessary, necessary resources to be able to go out and to be able to share the community of God and to be able to accomplish the tasks that God has put in front of us, to be able to serve him and his people. That's what changes us. That's what prayer does. It really alters or transforms you and I as individuals, as our family, and again, as that community of Christ called to be able to go out into the world and be joyful of being loving, of being caring to others. Prayer isn't just this wishful thinking. It isn't something that we're just throwing up these requests to God and hoping that one of them will stick once in a while. Maybe he will hear us here and there. Prayer is a practice that we perform in confidence, knowing that God is listening to us. In 1 John chapter 5, we hear of that confidence, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. God always hears us, but what do we hear from God? Are we listening to him? In prayer, we talk a lot about speaking to God, about giving these things unto him. But do we talk about listening and hearing what he is giving unto us? Many times we may look at circumstances around us. We may think that God is answering our prayer by what happens in our life. If something comes true, if something does not come true. And maybe that is a small piece of the puzzle, but it isn't the only thing of how we are able to hear from and listen to our Lord. Every Sunday we come and we hear from those scripture texts. We have those times we are able to sit on our own and have devotion with our Lord or with our family. To be able to hear from his word. Often God's word is the only safe place for us to be able to receive those answers. That's why for the author of Hebrews writes for us in chapter 4. That for the word of God is living and active. That it is sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's word is living, it's active, it's within each and every one of us to be able to take out with us on our journey in this life. The Holy Spirit is mindful of that and teaches us through God's word that through our life we are given strength, that we are given confidence of who our God is to be able to go out and to be able to remember of that heavenly father and to be able to remember his plan that he has given to us because God does answer every one of our prayers. We heard in the video of how he answers, Pastor Seltz lifted up three different ways. Do you hear those? Yes, no, and wait. Sometimes we lift a prayer up to our Lord and God might tell us, yes, this is part of my plan. Sometimes we may ask of a prayer and God may tell us, wait, the time is not yet right. In other times, God may say, no, that this is not a part of my plan at this time. And throughout the ages, God has listened to these prayers of his people. He has heard all of them. He has answered all of them. The greatest prayer ever that was lifted up to our Father for you and I on our behalf was probably answered with a yes and a no the people for many many years for many centuries look forward of a savior who was to come of someone who would rescue them from sin from death and from the devil crying out unto our lord sometimes in places of slavery many times of places of torment to be able to ask that they would be saved. That something would come unto them. And God heard their cries and he answered his children with a yes. He sends Jesus down unto this earth to be that savior. To be able to take the sin of everyone, whoever was, all of us, and all whoever will be that confess in his name upon his son. He also answered that same prayer with a no. Not for you and not for me, but for Jesus himself. Remember when Jesus is in that garden. He's crying. He's begging out unto the Lord to be delivered from suffering that he's going to have to face on the cross. And God replies, no. Look at this excerpt from Matthew chapter 26. Jesus leaves his disciples and goes to pray. Going a little farther, he fell down on his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, still saying the same thing. Three times Jesus goes to his father asking the same request every time. That the only, innocent, pure, sinless man, God's one and only son, maybe be spared from this horrible price which awaits. Yet God says no. It indeed can be tough for us at times as we hear God's yeses, his weights, and especially his no's to be able to trust in him. But in the text for today, we see that Jesus does, not only in his response, but also in his initial request. Hear it again, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me yet not as I will, but as you will. Finally, when the Father says no, Jesus says, let's go. Let's go to be betrayed. Let's go to be arrested. Let's go to be sentenced. Let's go to the cross. And he does. To be put to death for you and for me. It's important when we come to God that we come to him in humility, that we come to him in repentance, that we come acknowledging all of our failures, but that we trust in his mercy, that we know of the sacrifice that his son paid for us. For in prayer, we are able to go to our Lord through our Savior Christ and know that the hands of our Savior that were sacrificed for us care for us so much, so much that he would not only die, us but that he would also rise again for us that jesus went to the father and that he yielded to what he could have done and went to his father and followed his will what a testimony for us in the time of prayer that we are able to have together of knowing of a god who answers and hears every one of our prayers but remember it's not according to our will but according to god's plan. Let us pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, uh, at times it is uh, very difficult for us to be able to hear the answers that you provide, or sometimes in our mind a lack of answer as we are attempting to be patient in your time, not ours. Lord, we ask that in the time of prayer that we are able to have with one another and also with you, that we will be able to be in communion, that we will be able to be drawn closer to you, that we will know of your love, and Lord, that you will strengthen and grow us as a caring Christian community, being able to go out as a church and school ready to serve you in all things. Lord, we give you praise and thanksgiving for the answers that you have given to your people over many, many centuries, and that you continue to give to us today. Answer these prayers as you see fit. In the name of Jesus, we give them to you. Amen. At this time, we have an opportunity to partake in a time of offering. Today, we talked about that element of prayer, that gift that God has given to us. If you heard in our Old Testament lesson for today, it talks about how everything is the Lord's. The cattle that are upon the hillside, every bird In his creation, that if he was ever hungry, would he tell us, or would he be able to get it for himself? The second half of that scripture calls to every one of us, though. Not only in prayer, but in our offerings to the Lord. Come to me, he says. Give those sacrifices unto me. Offer to me those things that I have given to you. Today we are called and tested not only in our life of prayer also in our life of offering, we remember all these gifts that God has given to us as we invite our ushers forward this morning.
2: through you till the talk is hidden place it knows your deepest secrets but it never looks away it's a channeled hand that pulls you from the judgment of the crowd when you stand before Call it what it is. Call it grace. Call it grace. It's a breath that's breathing new life into what we thought was dead. It's a favor that takes orphans, placing crowns upon their. strong and mighty fortress even hell can't stand against some may call it foolish and impossible but for every heart it rescues it's a miracle it's nothing less than scandalous this love It's calling what is
3: To do the Apostles' Creed. Um, tomorrow is a kickoff of school for a lot of people, so I'm going to um, ask some of you here today that if you're going to be a student in any capacity, or if you are involved um, with a school um, beyond our school here at Shepherd of the Desert, we saw some of our staff earlier, I want you to stand up. Stand up right now. We're not, we're not just, just stand up where you're at. If you're a student, if you're um, working with another school somewhere, just stand up for a moment. Okay. I want to say a prayer for you guys. Lord God, Heavenly Father, um, as we um, have another school year starting for all different ages, I pray for all these students and for those involved in any type of teaching ministry. anywhere as you bless them, help them have a great school year, Lord, and help them to learn more about how to, to live great lives here. But most of all, Lord, help us all to realize the most important textbook we have, the most important book of all, is your word, the Bible. And help us to always take time to be growing and learning in that. So bless all those that are a part of a, a school this coming year and as students teach with whatever capacity to have a great